The second foundation that we read about in the pages of the Bible is that God has laid a foundation for his church. God has laid a lasting foundation for his church. I see a chapter 28, verse 16 and 17. This is what we read there. Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation. And look at that. This is the language used there. A tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. So what kind of a foundation did God lay for his church? A, a tried stone, you know, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. All three statements are about Jesus Christ. And we know that Jesus Christ was tried, right? He was a tried stone. And he's a precious cornerstone. And also a sure foundation. And we know that that foundation is Jesus Christ. If you have any doubt, let me read this to you. Ephesians chapter 2. I wish I gave you all these verses too in, along with your bulletin. Um, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 to 22 but all the references are in the north so you can go home and read this later this is what we read about Jesus there now therefore you are no longer strangers or foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone so who is the chief cornerstone of the church? Who is the chief cornerstone of the church? Jesus Christ. Amen. And then God uses other people to lay foundations for local churches. I'm going to come to that in a second. And Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building, say the whole building. Which is the whole building, the whole church, the entire church, the global church. Church everywhere on the face of the earth being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Say holy temple. So why did Jesus lay this foundation? To build some kakamani church? No. Why he, what kind of a foundation did he lay in Zion? A sure foundation. That means he knew exactly what he was doing. Amen. Because this was hidden in the heart of God. Church was a concept that was hidden in the heart of God for eons. Not even the Old Testament prophets knew about it. It was a, that's why it's called a mystery. But it was revealed when the time came. Only after Jesus went to the cross or Jesus was about to die, the word church came for the first time. The first time we see the word church is in Matthew chapter 16 and Jesus is getting ready to go to Jerusalem to be crucified. And that's when he said, I will build my church and gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. So when he, what, what was he saying? When I get there and when I die on that cross, I am laying down a sure foundation that nobody will be able to shake. Hallelujah. For the last 2,000 years, amen, how many people have tried to shake the foundations of what Jesus is building? Has anyone ever succeeded? No. Nobody has succeeded. Hallelujah. People still trying. People still trying. Political system still trying. Even last week I was thinking, you know, I mean, I was worrying when I read about the persecution here and there. And I keep wondering why, why, why the world hate Christians so much. 
We are the most peace-loving people. We are the most humble people. We never bother anyone. We just mind our own business. Amen. All we do is worship the living God. Then why does the world, why does the world hate us so much? You know why? Not because they hate you, because they hate Jesus. Because they hate what he's trying to do, what he has been trying to do for the last 2,000 years. But I can tell you, as a matter of fact, but nobody can shake the foundation that he has laid in Zion. Hallelujah! Irrespective of what the world is trying to do, Amen, Jesus is still building his church. Amen. One side of the world, people may give up on Jesus. The worst is going into secularism. The young people don't want Jesus and this and that. But let me tell you, Christianity is not going down. In numbers, it's going up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the so-called traditional Christians of the West, amen, or descendants of Europe, don't and say no to Jesus and say we don't want this Jesus anymore because Jesus is a burden. Amen. We want to live whichever way we want to live, and we don't like the Buddhist book. We want to burn down this book. We want to go against this book. Let me tell you, people who are traditionally Hindus for thousands and thousands of years are coming to Christ by tens of thousands every day. Because Jesus said, I'm laying down a sure foundation and nobody will be able to shake that foundation. They can try. They can try. But they will not succeed. Hallelujah. 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 Some of you are new to this church. So you may not know. We have a huge mission work that we support in India. In northern parts of India. I mean, where traditionally less than 1% of the people are Christians. But in that landscape, we are successfully, right now, we have more than 630 local congregations, you know, that we support. More than 630 local congregations. All in one state of India, within one state of India, we have planted so many. We have more than 400 pastors working with us. You know why? Because Jesus laid a sure foundation. Wherever he goes, he lays a sure foundation. Amen. Nobody, nobody, nobody can shake what he is trying to do. Hallelujah. Nobody will succeed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I need to finish my message, so let me run. Um, But uh, then in that passage in the book of uh, Ephesians, chapter 2, when we were reading verses 19 to 22, If you're paying attention, it says that, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, but he also uses apostles and prophets as the foundations of the church. And we know in the first century, it was the apostles who laid down the foundation for Christian church. But even now, do you know, God uses people to lay down foundations for local churches. Amen. And uh, we read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 13. Can I quickly read that to you? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 to 13. This is what Apostle Paul said about the Corinthian church, a church that where God used him to lay the foundation of the local church and build, up, build that local church upon the chief cornerstone of Jesus. And this is what Apostle Paul said, tells, or, or tells us there. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, 
I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. Let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So what is he trying to say? He's saying that, uh, you know, I'm building on the foundation for the church that Jesus Christ laid, the chief cornerstone. And each local church, God uses somebody to build it up. Okay? And for the last 2,000 years, God has done that. But, uh, but uh, and Paul said, uh, I have been a wise master builder. That means I made sure that uh, what I am building is according to the plan of God. Amen? Now, look at this. this. He says, no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, and or wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will come clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work and of what sort it is. I'm not going to explain the whole passage to you. I just want to stay that is relevant to us and our message today. So this is what he's saying. You know, um, Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, and then God sent me to Corinth to lay foundation for a local church, and I am building on top of, you know that, we build a, you know, with the cornerstone. And I am building this structure up called this Corinthian church. And then, I'm not going to be here all the time. You know that, Apostle Paul traveled. So he stayed there for some months and he traveled. And then he was leaving, he put Apollos there, a man named Apollos there. And, uh, and then other people came later. So he said, uh, you know, I, when I was doing the building part, I was very careful. I wanted to make sure that what I am building up is in line with the chief cornerstone. In other words, I am not laying down under the foundation. I am building on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And he said, uh, that whoever comes after me, let him make sure that he continue the work that God has started. Are you with me? So this is very important. Now let me be practical for a minute, okay? Um, we know a church in, a, in, a, uh, in New Jersey, some of you also may know that, um, uh, Pastor Demola, you know, he was uh, an apostolic leader, very big church, mega church. And, uh, um, you know, after, after he passed away, I don't know if it's Demola's church, uh, one of the big churches in New Jersey, I forgot the name of the church now. Um, after that pastor passed away, um, they put his wife as the pastor there. And the wife said, okay, uh, I am not capable of leading a big church like this. So they brought another young man and made him a pastor in that church. But you want to know in one month's time, that, that pastor, the new pastor, completely changed that church. Changed even the name of that church. You know, and uh, uh, completely different direction. So this has happened so many times in America, especially America. It can be a tumultuous time. That's why you have to be extremely careful who you bring in as a leader for the future. Because otherwise, somebody can come and lay a new foundation. Instead of keep on building on the foundation that is already there, and the work that has already been built up, continuing with that work, so they can try to build a new foundation. I know so many, so many heartbreaking stories in this country where things have happened. But so Apostle Paul is saying that when you do 
the, uh, the work of the Lord makes sure that you are, a, you are building properly on the foundation that is already laid. Okay, let me quickly run forward, okay? Because I only have uh, 10 more minutes left. Okay, so uh, the third thing in your notes, if you look at the back page of it, the third main point I want to touch is this. You know, not only that God has laid a foundation for uh, the earth, not only that God has laid a sure foundation for his church, God also wants us to make sure that our works for the Lord is on a strong foundation. Amen. Our work should be on a strong foundation. So, see, the, that's basically what I was saying right now. So let me just summarize that point. So if you look at the Corinthian church, what happened is that uh, after Apostle Paul left, Apollos came. Apollos was a better speaker. In a, Apostle Paul was a Bible teacher, and Apollos was an orator. Even before he became a, a believer, he was an orator. So, so people were impressed by his oratorial skills. So some people said, oh, he's better than Apostle Paul. He's better than Apostle Paul. And then all of a sudden, Peter came for a visit from Jerusalem. And who was Peter? He is the chief of the apostles. So when Peter came and to visit this church, some people said, oh, wow, the chief apostle is here. So why are we respecting Paul? Why are we respecting Apollos? This man should get all the respect because he's the chief apostle. So eventually that church was split into four groups. All of them are worshiping together, but internally they are split into four groups. Some people got so tired of all this politics, what we call politics in the church, they said, no, we're not going to care about Paul, we're not going to care about Peter, we're not going to care about Apollos, we're only going to look to Jesus. So they became the fourth group. You know, so that church was internally split. You know why? Because they failed to continue to build on the foundation that was already laid. So it's extremely important that our works that we do for the uh, Lord will be, you know, on a proper foundation, lasting foundations and strong foundations. Finally, this is what I want to tell you. Our lives, our personal lives also should be built on lasting foundations. That's what Jesus was actually saying in the original passage that we read in Matthew chapter 7. Now, listen. The Bible tells us that build on a strong foundation because you, you can expect storms to come. You can expect rivers to rise. You can expect tumultuous times in your life, trial periods in your life. But at the end of all of that, if you want to remain standing, make sure your foundation is strong. And who is the only strong foundation on which you can build? That is Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus is called what? The rock of ages. And if your feet is on the rock of ages, I mean, you will remain standing. It doesn't matter who tried to knock you off. Amen. It doesn't matter how many trials come in your life. You will remain standing at the end of your life. And then Apostle Paul said uh, in First Corinthians chapter 3, remember, when you work, make sure you work with the gold, silver and precious stones. You know what he was saying? He was saying that make sure you, whatever you are building up is lasting. Lasting. Listen to me. It's lasting. And he said, uh, you can either choose to build with the gold, silver or precious stones. And you know, gold is very expensive. Silver is very expensive. Precious stones are extremely expensive. So you may not have a bulk of it. You may not have a bulk of it. But some people want to see the bulk. 
the voluminosity of what they are doing. And you know what Paul called that? Paul called that working with wood, hay and straw. That means it will be so voluminous, so big when you look at but it has no structure. And not only that, it will not stand the fiery trials that comes. What happens to straw if it catch on fire? Come on. What will be left? Amen. You can build something with straw that's so huge. Right? What will be left at the end of fire? Nothing but a, a little bit of ash. Amen. And the hay, same thing, wood, same thing. Listen, at the end of the 19th century, they had a world religious conference in uh, Chicago. And they built an entire city. Entire city <clears throat> for that. And they actually called it New Jerusalem. <laughs> you know, it was a man made New Jerusalem. Entirely made with wood and painted with gold and silver and all these colors. And that's where we had the first world religious conference too. And, uh, and, but the, this is what looked so impressive. The whole world was talking about it. And people were from all over the world was coming to see this. And this, as we go into 20th century, we're going to stand together. We're going to have friendship. We're going to have camaraderie, blah, blah, blah. And, and this is a symbol of the, what man will be in, to, in the 20th century. And they actually called it New Jerusalem. But you want to know what happened? One day, uh, one night, one night, a horse, because that's before cars, you know, a horse kicked backward a tray a bucket or something and it fell on something and fell on something and uh, caught fire and you know what happened the entire new Jerusalem burned down this is called the great fire of Chicago you can look it up on Google the entire man-made new Jerusalem burned down you know why because they were not building on foundations of God they were trying to put a new foundation that's the first time they had a world religious conference. That's the first time somebody from India named Swami Vivekananda came and introduced Hinduism to the West. Amen. And he, he called everyone my brothers and sisters and the whole world fell for that. And, and, and you know what they were trying to say? This book, we don't need this book. We as human beings will be in charge of the 20th century and we're going to usher in New Jerusalem with our own effort. And you want to know something in two weeks' time? That whole new Jerusalem burned down to ashes. When you try to lay down your own foundation, instead of building on the foundation that God has laid, amen, it will not last. It will not last. It may look impressive for a while, but in the end will be nothing, will be nothing left but ashes. Let's think about where we are today. Amen. So, how do you build uh, your foundation strong? How do you make sure that your foundations are strong? How can you do, you, uh, do that? Jesus said, check your foundations. Check, check your foundations. Are you building on, stand, on, on sand or are you building on a rock? Hallelujah. What is the rock that he was talking about? The rock of ages. Are you building your life on Jesus, the rock of ages? Or are you building on sand, which the world shows to you? The world tried to impress you with. 
And it's very easy to fall for that. Looks very impressive. But when the trials come, it will not last. You will be left with nothing. So this is the day that we have to make sure that uh, we are building on solid rock. Our life has a foundation of the solid rock of ages, which is Jesus Christ. Finally, this is what I want to tell you, something I heard last week. You know, I was talking to somebody and they said, hey, there's a problem in Dallas. Remember, everyone was moving to Dallas, you know, because houses were cheaper than New York. So many people from New York moved to Dallas. And then uh, somebody told me last week that uh, uh, in that huge expansion that happened in Dallas, they didn't have enough time to make sure the ground is settled, properly settled before they put the structure up because they were in a rush to build up, build up, build up, build up and sell, build up and sell. So what happened was that some of the homes now in Dallas going down. The foundation was not settled properly. So now some of these people have to call special companies to come and they will dig the side of the house and go underneath and put concrete pillars to make sure that it doesn't sink anymore. If you don't, make sure from the beginning that you are building on the right foundation, on the solid foundation. Later on, it becomes much more expensive. Right now is the opportunity that you have. Look into your life and see where you are spiritually. Am I really? Is my uh, really on, the, on, on a solid foundation? You know, is my feet supported elsewhere? Am I going to and fro? Toss. I'm being tossed to and fro. It's one day I think I want to follow this guy. One day I think I want to follow this guy. One day I think I want to follow this guy. One day. You know why? Because your foundation is not solid. Your foundation is not solid. You're going in all directions. People can pull you in any direction because your foundation is not solid. Amen. So I invite you to examine your life, to make sure that you are building on a lasting foundation. Stand up with me all over this place. Let's pray. I also want to encourage you, as I conclude today, that just like these homes in, uh, in, in Dallas, many times I think it's a parallel to human life also, because many times we have done the same thing. And we have already built up so much. And only later we realize that, oh, this is not right, this is not right. What do you do? You don't want that to burn down to ashes and start all over again. So even if it's expensive, even if it's difficult, sometimes you can fix it up. So if that's where your life is, your life is, I invite you to come to Jesus today. I invite you to come to Jesus today. And say, Lord Jesus, this is where I am. I need to be propped up properly. I need a solid foundation in my life. I have already lived for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, whatever. And there is no way I can go back to my mother's womb, like, like Nicodemus said, and start all over again. But come and meet me where I am today, Lord Jesus. And take care of me. And all the shaky areas of my life, take care of that and build me up and put my feet on that solid rock of ages and he will do that if you invite Jesus into your life.
He can strengthen your foundation today. Before everything burns down to ashes, before everything is gone up in the air, He can help you today. All you need to do is come to Jesus. As all the eyes are closed in this place, I want to ask a question because the Holy Spirit prompts me. If there is somebody who say, I need Jesus to help me with my life. I need, I need, I need to strengthen my foundations. I need Jesus to help me. Amen. I want to make sure my life continues on a solid foundation, not the way I lived all these years. If there is one person who would like to commit your life to Jesus this morning, I would like to pray with you. You can slip up your hands as a symbol of your obedience and I will pray with you if there is anybody here who wants to do that. Amen. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. Lord, we thank you for your word. Your word always speaks to us. Yes, we know sometimes it's cut right through us and expose us. But it is for healing, O oh Lord, because you are a healer. Because you want us to take care of our lives before the story is over, before it comes to an end. We want us to meet with you, Lord. And you want us to give our lives into your hands in whatever condition it is today. And so that you can start fixing it up, O oh Lord. And you can, you can take care of it and make sure the foundations are strong <coughs> so that we can continue to build our lives the right way. I thank you, Lord, for these two people who raise their hands in your presence. I pray over them, O oh Lord. I bless them in your name. I bless them in your name. And I pray, Father, that you will come into their lives, oh Father. Your grace will flow into their lives, oh God. Hallelujah. Even as we pray, let your grace flow into the lives of Father and, and start strengthening them from inside out, O oh Lord, so that their lives will matter, their lives will last. Whatever they do will last a God. Hallelujah. And help them to keep their feet on the solid rock of ages. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.